And here we are. We got reigning IPF world champion, USCAPL champion, uh, Heather Connor. How are you feeling? I'm freezing. It's freezing. fucking cold in North Carolina, and I can't stand it. it. How cold does it get in North Carolina? Well, <laughs> okay, so it can get it can get real like in the teens. And this past week, it's not only been cold like 30s, but raining. Oh. And one of my uh, at the school where I teach at, you know, we. We have car rider duty in the morning to make sure, you know, kids don't get hit by cars and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing out there freezing to death. And, like, I don't have that much body fat, so what what am I going to do yeah, you, to not suffer? Because you're under 100 pounds. Yeah. You're right. yeah. So you're, yeah, you're, you're a small human being. When you, when, so what's in the teens, what is that for us in mm -hmm. Celsius? Oh, true. Like, are you below... Are you, um... Because it was have... raining, so it wasn't under zero. For... Yeah, that's what I was about to <laughs> yeah, say. Whatever. It was under zero. Okay. Oh, <laughs> damn. We got snow this week. It was really yeah, cold, see, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said it was raining, I was like, how cold could it have been? <laughs> we're close to Canada. We're, we're close to Toronto. Oh, like, if it snows, like, nobody needs to talk to me. Like, at all. Like, don't talk to me. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. It's, oh. it's like coming from, like, I've grown up in Canada my whole life. Around Toronto. You've been to Toronto, like around this area yeah, of yeah. life too? Yeah. And um, like I, I dream of going someplace hot and living there. Like when I mean hot, I mean just let me not see snow. Do you right. see do you see snow? I mean we do, but we get mostly ice. Like that's even better, you know? <laughs> yeah. But so it's the freezing. second North Carolina gets snow, like even a hint of snow. They're like shut down the whole the oh, whole wow. state. We're not doing this. No one's driving. No one's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, see, it's great. It's all perspective, I guess. And I wonder if I move, if I actually got my wish and moved someplace hotter, if I would just like eventually shift and start complaining about a slight sprinkle of snow, and I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm going tropical. I'm going somewhere tropical. Where are you going? Anywhere beachy, right? Just lay on lay in the sun. That's like everybody <laughs> wants to do that, right? Well, like, it just, like, it was, it was warm. It had been, like, I mean, I don't want to say warm, I'm going to say hot. And then November 1 hits, and boom, all of a sudden, it drops, like, 20 degrees. That's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got, um, in, in, like, around Toronto, anyways, not all Canada is the same. Canada's, like, stretch is huge. The West Coast is way different. But right. around Toronto, it is, like, for real four seasons. Like, when it's summertime, it is hot. Hot enough you could boil, you could, you could cook eggs on your on the hood of your car. You, you, if you put crayons outside, they would melt. Like, hot. Heat wave hot. In the wintertime, what, so far, like, we're Celsius, so far below freezing, or so far below zero. Like, it's, um, so, like, if, like, so far Celsius, zero is freezing, it'll, at times, windshield of 40 below freezing. So if you think about whatever freezing is for Fahrenheit, I'm talking... Cold. So we are so polarizing in Canada. There's no, well, in Toronto region anyways. It's crazy, man. But I think East Coast U.S., I think New York is similar. They have super hot and super cold as well. I think, well, right? it, it's different from, like, New York going into, like, North Carolina. We have, like, terrible humidity. Mm -hmm. So when the summertime comes, it's hot and it's sticky. And it's just hard to breathe when you go outside some days. So you just don't. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I went to uh, Vegas, and um, I think I was like 15, 
And, was, and people are like, yeah, it's going to be hot in Vegas. I'm like, yeah, all right, we'll see what's up. Walking around, it was like, it, it was, man, I, there was like, um, we did pit stops inside of random casinos. And they're like, you're here to play? What the shit? And we were just like trying to survive, man. You're 15 going to the casino? Yeah. 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 So we were, we were like, I don't know why we we're in Vegas for a vacation, a family vacation in Vegas. And, you know, who does that? That's like the Griswolds do some shit. I was right? seriously thinking that, but I was like, I don't know if I mentioned this. I told her what I'm talking about, but whatever. It was crazy. I don't, now that I think about it, I saw like Norm MacDonald do stand up. It was wild, man. I'm thinking about it. But, uh, but anyways, I also went to uh, the, when the IPF World Championships were in Texas. That was a whole nother level of hot as well. Like, I, I just hated it there. Like, I hated Colleen, so. Did you? Uh, yeah, it was lame. Like, I, <laughs> I, I was lame. Everybody's like, Colleen of all places. Like, I guess, like, if you've been there plenty of times, you're like, oh, okay, why? But whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's a, it's a military town, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just straight up, there's not like a, it's definitely not a touristy place, that's for sure. And you see that around like all the other military like towns, it's it's not pretty. So, no, it's, <laughs> you have to go to the next city over to really experience something. Yeah. And there wasn't like, I, man, when was the next city over in Colleen? Is it, is it isolated or is that just the way I felt? Isolated. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to drive a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I mean, here's the thing too. Um, and I'll give your opinion on the the qualifications for the U.S. Raw Nationals that just came up. Whoa! 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 There's a She she's so with with like um with the World Championships, but also with like U.S. Raw Nationals. These competitions are so flipping big that like um if somebody raises their hand and they're in a place like Colleen, but they're willing to take it on. I right, shit. You know, shoot, fits, kick it because it's hard. There's the U.S. Raw Nationals is in terms of the amount of lifters as big or bigger, I think, than the IPF Worlds. They're so flipping many. So they, yeah. so they, in in the way Canada works, and I think some other nations work, and there's like far fewer. You have to do a local meet, then mm-hmm. a provincial meet, which is for anyone listening, it's the same as like a state level, and then a regional, which is like several provinces. And then nationals. And then you qualify for nationals with, with like, totals. Um, in the U.S. for a while, some people, like, do a meet, they're in the raw nationals real quick. Like, they, they'd be in there in the second competition and be like, holy shit, there's no cutoff. You, there's no such thing as, there literally was no such thing as Latin, a national level lifter, basically. It seemed like everybody was making. Everybody is like, so they decided, look, it, and, and, and it's not like, like, the U.S. has got a phenomenal powerlifters coming out of there like like so many world champions so the level that the, the raw nationals at the top end super high but then the spread between was crazy like the difference between in some weight classes the difference between people in prime time and someone who's in the early day was nuts it was nuts it's like two different competitions they had to make the uh the um prime time and everything it did it which i like the prime time idea so when they said, we're going to up these qualification totals, I'm like, bet, good idea. Let's, let's trim it down a little. Let's make this feel like a national level. Let's make some people work uh, to get there. And if you're not at that level, you don't get invited to the party. That's the way most sports are like. However, 
my dear friend, and you're waiting. You're like you're patiently waiting for your time. <laughs> you're, you're, you're patiently waiting for this. What do you think about it? Because your weight class, it didn't change much, did it? No, it didn't change at all. No. Not not much. It didn't change at all. And like you know, we had this discussion. Like, oh well, there's just not a lot of forty-seven kilo women. Okay, but they still should be held to a standard too. I'm not saying have my total because I know I've made that pretty hard to reach for other U.S. competitors, but at least hold them accountable too. Like, don't just keep giving them like, oh, you can. Issues. Well, we might have to call her back, sir. <laughs> it sounds like a good red, too. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, are you back? Can you hear us? You 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 froze for a second. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> okay. okay. But like they raised all the other totals, I do feel like, regardless, like even if it would have been like ten kilos, like at least you raised it some and yeah. made people work harder, just like everybody else. Yeah. Like I don't care if forty-seven kilos only have twenty competitors in the whole class going to nationals. Still hold them accountable too. Mm-hmm. Like. I think every other country, like, they have their set standards. So if they're going to up every other weight class, they should up ours to you. So. Like how, how many – I don't know off the top of my head. Do you happen to know how many girls made the 47 were at this Nationals? How many girls were there? I could pull um, it up. Um, it wasn't a lot. It no. was not a lot. Um, Are we talking 20? We're talking 20 and below. Okay. It, you know what? So I don't – I agree that – I mean, if you just fill prime time, then fuck it. Then it's just prime time for that weight class. I'm, yeah. fi- I'm fine with that. You know, as long as there's people there. Like, if, if yeah. it's just, look at, we just have basically, if the standards rose and um, in that weight class, we have top 10 from 20 to 10. That's fine. As long as it's not like three girls, then it becomes a little too much. Right. Like, I feel like the top three in like the national qualifying for like whatever, they should be in prime time. Period. Like, I know they want to fill up prime time, but like 2018, there was 12 um, open 47 kilos and you had 11 in prime time. Oh, wow. Like, you just left out that 12 person, you couldn't find a way to put them in real quick. Yeah, yeah. So there's only one person who did make prime time? In, in the open. And I know that's ugly to laugh at, but. <laughs> you know that person's like, what the fuck? Should I just come back next year? What the shit is going on here? And she didn't show up this year. I, I don't know the reason why, but she didn't. Here's, yeah, I mean, it, you definitely need, I get, here, here's what Olympic lifting does, okay? And I think this, this sounds good. They pick how many people they want making it to a competition. And then they start, they, then they change the standards every year. They have a marker and they fluctuate on there to make sure we want 10 people. We're going to raise what we think 10 people would be in terms of the number. And that's what it is. So 
I think, I, I think and, they're, and, they're, and they also tell themselves, we don't want less than a certain amount because then it starts getting into, like, not, it's not still not competitive anyways, right? Like, you want a certain amount of people there anyways. Yeah. So I'm thinking if you get, like, 10, you don't need no more or no less. Like, 10's good. 10's yeah. good for, for certain weight classes. Now, on the flip side, it's easy for us to say that because on the, on the surface, like, I know there's other things in the background. Like, for instance, the more people, the more money. And the more like sponsorships in terms of like just paying for everything involved um, yeah. in terms of the coaches showing up and handling everybody's paying money. So though you don't want to strip it to the point where, okay, now we're starting to cut into profits. We're no longer having a profit. We're back to breaking even. Cause there was a time in powerlifting where there were so few people. If you want to run a big competition, you're doing mm-hmm. it as charity. Like you're not making a dime and the amount of work it takes to run a meet and the amount of emails you get, when's weighing again? When's my flat? When's and you're like, aha, stop it. Like it's tough. I get it. So it's I mean it's easier said than done because I'm cer- I'm certainly not raising my hand and I'm not gonna take on running a national level competition. So it's it's tough, man. I don't I don't know, man. I flip back and forth on it. I think straight up, purely from a competitive standpoint, I agree with you. Let's raise the bar and say this is national level. And be damned if it shrinks it considerably to only primetime. Now, I I did laugh when I did see the other qualifying totals because they did jump significantly. Like, it wasn't like, hey, let's dip our toes in the water. It's like, hey, let's dive right in. Yep. And people were so upset. And I'm not laughing that they're upset, but I'm laughing at the fact, like, well, what do you expect a national-level competition to be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have goals. Here's the thing. Like, yeah, like... It's because um, it's because you're taking it away. Whereas yeah. before, if it was always that, people would be like, yeah, it makes sense, man. Like it should mean something to be like, I'm a national, a national level in my comp, in like my sport. If people talk to you um, who are outside of the sport and they're like, how'd you like? Oh man, you're you're at the nationals. That must be very difficult to get that far. And they find out this is my second competition. They're like, <laughs> what? How long have you been powerlifting? Oh no, no, this is my first year. It's like, I'm a total rookie. I don't even know all the rules. It's like the whole, you know, like you at your national level of powerlifting, it looks funny, it sounds funny um, yeah. to people outside of it. So this is like more what people would expect. If it if you put yourself in someone's shoes that's not in powerlifting, and you think like, would this sound funny or does this sound more legit? There has to be a cutoff. A couple of things that look a little weird. I don't know if you noticed the um, I guess the one hundred fives. The total qualifying total is less than the ninety threes. I did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you just gotta be a chunky boy. Not a shitload less. It's five kilo, but still. But still. But still, I, yeah. Like I, I noticed that when I saw the memes coming out about it, where it was talking about ninety-three kilos eating up to the one hundred five. Oh hell yeah! Well, I mean, man, if you were like right on the cusp and you're like, I want to go to raw nationals, I would just water load. Like I would water load and just not take it out. I would just water load whatever I needed to. It's an 83. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to load 20 pounds today. It goes a 105. Like, it's a, so I'm not too sure. That's where I'm, I'm wondering how they ended up finding certain numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, on the surface level, that's one of the things where people might be like, that looks a little funny to me. <laughs> it did. We're, we're like, maybe they're like, we want a certain amount of lifters. So they just mix up the numbers and be like too lazy to switch it back. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. It's good. Like, let's keep it. Yeah, fuck it. Nah, I'm not sending that email again. It's good. It is what it is. 
No, I think they, I, I straight up think they looked at all the one of fives and they're like, here's the cutoff to make this amount of people show up to nationals. So they picked their number for cutoff and they did that for every weight class without zooming out and being like, oh shit, um, that number actually is lower than the 93s. Because what do they think is going to happen to the 93s? They're going to be like, I'm going up a weight class. <laughs> So it's that number you picked based off of how many people will show up is totally skewed now because a yeah. shitload more people are going to be like, I'm going to gain weight, get stronger, go into 105s, be somewhat, you know, in terms of IPF points, I'm not going yeah. to be as competitive. But fuck it. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. We'll see. That's USA Powerlifting purposely did this and we're just all falling into their trap. <laughs> Plot twist. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't mind having some somebody on in USA Powerlifting and ask them some of these questions and be like, what do you feel? Like, how did you guys come up with certain numbers? But it is, overall, I'm glad, like, there's a couple of anomalies here and there, and there's always going to be, obviously, but overall, I'm glad they upped it in, yeah. most, in most weight classes. <laughs> yeah, in most weight classes. I'll get over the bitterness of me seeing no change in the 47 like it it just so happened to happen when like disney plus was coming out so i was kind of like preoccupied waiting for that so i'm like okay well yeah. <laughs> are you on the disney plus i'm not there yet oh i man i downloaded that the first day it came <laughs> out i can't wait to get home i'm, I'm not there yet yeah did I'm you on... drop netflix for you no <laughs> <laughs> he just made freaking yeah we'll get our power through for a hot minute here but there's so many um, like services coming up. We're gonna get right back up to cable billing again. Yeah, I thought about that yesterday. I was like, man, I wonder if like I'm just paying the same as like cable would be at this point. It's <laughs> going to. It's for sure going to because you got HBO, Netflix, Disney Plus. It's getting nuts, man. Everybody, Ooh. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, Amazon. Everybody's got something. Some people tell me a show now, and I'm like, what, who's that? Oh, it's on Amazon Plus. I don't have. Oh, I don't have Amazon Plus. Like, there's so many flipping shows now. You gotta ask, where do I find that? I'm gonna yeah. have to have like six or seven, man, or alleged, <laughs> or allegedly pirate this year. I don't want to do that. You know? Well, it's one of those things where I have like one show on each channel I just really love, like my six hundred pound life quarters. You, you like my six hundred pound life? That's such a. One to watch for me. That's I love it. I, I can watch a couple. It's it gets me like when I watch them, like, I gotta get out and do something. Like not like I feel like I'm turning six hundred pounds. Not me. I'll be eating a thing of Ben and Jerry's, and they'll be like, "Oh, I've been sticking to my diet," and I'm like, "Liars, liars, you <laughs> liar." Yeah, it's hard to watch me. How does how does someone turn into six hundred pounds? I know there was one person like. A little bit taller than me. That was a good five hundred. I'm like, oh, how thick, do you? Where did they go? Thick with three C's. Yeah, thick. we're talking thick. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, yeah. This is more than genetics, though. It's got to be right. Unless, yeah. don't unless they have some kind of a freaking weird uh, thyroid issue. Mm. Yeah. Well, they never really get into that thing. Something dramatic always happens to them that starts up an eating disorder, and I'm like, yeah. no, nah, there's more than that. <laughs> Well, because um, I think they treat food, food like an alcoholic treats booze and drug addicts treat drugs. Like yeah. they're, they're straight up, like they, they can obsessively, compulsively eat almost to like hurt themselves too. Like they yeah. want to hurt themselves. They want to like, it's like um, in nine out of 10 
and I'm, this is again off reality TV when they did like I think it was Celebrity Rehab. The doctor said nine out of ten people with drug habits um, or drug addiction have been like abused, and um, so a lot of times these people who have like who are massive eaters, they have some form of abuse. Yeah. And now for here on out, they just didn't turn to drugs. They turned to food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then ended up eating themselves into 600 pounds. And on top of that, may have a predisposition. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I went full on Chunky Boy one summer. I made Chunky Boy. Okay. And um, I got up to 220. And this, I was like doing a bunch of feats of strength, like pulling planes and stuff like that for sick kid hospital events. <laughs> Look at you laughing now. Is this you picturing me? A chunky boy at 220. I know, I know Kevin's in the other room and he's like sitting around 220 for the fact that you got his chunky. chunky boy. Is he? Well, it depends. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. But, uh, everyone's different. But I was, uh, I ate like crazy to get to 220. I ate whatever the hell I wanted, whatever I wanted. And that was it. I, I don't know how the fudge I would ever got the 600, even force feeding myself. Would have been insane. The that was me before weigh-ins at nationals, just like binge eating and watching Animal Planet. <laughs> Low stress, eh? At least you could eat your way into competitions and stuff. Oh, I it was so. I woke up like around four something, and I was like, okay, I know breakfast is not being served at four thirty. So I went and got some protein bars out of the fridge. I don't know why I put them there, but they were rock solid. So my teeth basically biting into it. Six o'clock runs by and I eat breakfast. Thinking I could go to early, you know, check-ins for my equipment. They're like, no, you gotta do it right before you weigh in. I was like, okay. So I walk over to Target, which is conveniently right beside the venue. And get a whole box of like uncrustables and just stuff. And I ate a whole box just (laughs) (laughs) sitting at home, like well at the hotel. So and then somebody was like, Are you still eating? I'm like, Well yeah. (laughs) Why not? I'm bored. Yellow. Let's do this. Let's do this damn thing. Um I want to I want to double back to okay. So because I want to talk about US Raw Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about Sweden. I want to talk about all that. But you were gone for a minute. Can we catch people up? Because last time I had seen you in person was Belarus. I think it was the Belarus airport. We were all going home. And you see you see me and you're like, oh, I know that guy. And there's a person I know. Because Belarus was like way different. Belarus was, is another world. Um, in terms of like visas, in terms of like, <laughs> in terms of visas, language, everything going through the airport, it's a little intimidating at times. It is. It's really intimidating because I'm sitting here like I'm reading up on this place. I'm like, wow, this sounds real dangerous for American school. Um, so I'm like, well, what if they sound really mean while looking at my passport trying to get into Belarus? And Kevin's like, well, just don't look at them. I was like, okay, cool. So I hand him my passport, and the first thing he's like, look at me. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was like, I'm just going to stand here and cry and then probably get deported because he just raised his voice at me. It's, yeah, I think they probably think you're trying to hide something if you can't make eye contact. That was probably you probably bad. looked real shady. I probably <laughs> did. <laughs> you, you're avoiding eye contact at all costs. 
that's the opposite of what they're looking for. Like, what the shit? Yeah, I probably look real shady because who knows what I was trying to look at. Anything but him. The guy walking around with a gun. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, so Belarus went well, though. And that's to say, put it lightly. So you took a win at Belarus. And then what happened in the stretch? You had to take some time off. Um, so I had some uh, gastric issues that led me going into the hospital to where, like, I was back and forth to the bathroom and just dropping, like, weight, like, significantly fast. And it got to the point to where about two weeks out from that Raw Nationals, I was back in the hospital. Oh, wow. I was like, holy crap. And when they weighed me, it was a good, like, 43 point something kilos. So I knew it was kind of like I was not doing so hot. Yeah. Uh, whatever I ate, I was throwing up. Huh. And I remember I got so sick one morning. I even come into the kitchen drink, to drink some Pedialyte or Gatorade. I don't remember which one. But in this like process of going to the kitchen, getting that drink just to replenish, I like I was throwing it right back up, going back to the bedroom. And I'm like, yo, we we gotta go to the doctor. Yeah. Um, so GI complications were happening and I was like, you know what? I can't do nationals right now. Like they didn't want me wearing a belt, nothing. Um, because they, they needed to find out exactly what was going on. And if I'm going to be honest, like if I'm wearing a belt, the last thing I want to do is push my body and have a bowel movement. (laughs) (laughs) It is not, Hey, it is not worth it. If you, you will forever be that girl. I, I remember, I'm a boxing guy, there's a dude who inexplicably, in the middle of a pay-per-view, stopped, gave up in between rounds, and left. And people were like, what the fuck happened? And he was winning. And then yeah. afterwards, he said in the press conference, my man, since round two, I was fighting it. I was fighting the good fight two, on two fronts. And he's like, by round six, I'm like, that's it. Stop the damn fight. I don't care. I'm not going to be that dude for the rest of my life. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And it was one of those things that I could not control it coming. So, like, I would feel that initial pain. And I probably had, like, T-minus 30 seconds to get to the bathroom. We're going to be, like, just messy. Um <laughs> I, I was not about to do that to myself because mentally, like, I knew I would never overcome that. No, are you kidding <laughs> but, me? You are gone. People see you in the street like, nah, that wasn't me. What? I never lifted weight in my life. <laughs> so um, I, I skipped out on nationals and I said, you know what? I know I'm going to get the invite to be Arnold. I will make up for it there. I'm going to focus on getting healthy first and then competing and that's what I did I I got healthy I figured out what I could and could not eat um 2018 Arnold comes around and that's when I acquired the highest IPF points of all females uh in the IPF so that was pretty neat (laughs) that's pretty neat that was such a humble that was was pretty neat hey that that was bad and then, um, so Calgary rolls around, obviously, because you didn't go to the Nationals, can't go to Calgary. And then, so does that just make it, when you watch Calgary, are you thinking, oh, man, I got to come back? Is that difficult to sit on the sidelines and watch Worlds roll by? I didn't watch it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't watch it because I knew, like, I would feel some type of way. Yeah. Um. You know, for Allegra Hudson that was competing, I did support her and give her, you know, 
some talk before like she competed because she's a friend like she's a personal friend so I'm not going to just sit here and ignore her while she's going out there to compete for the 47s um but I didn't watch it because I knew like it would mess me up on my path to get mentally better Mm. with in my decision and not competing at Raw Nationals um and at the same time like while at the Arnold doing the four times the body weight I strained my lower lap so I didn't want to lose hindsight on getting that healed yeah because like I didn't know I got that lower lap strain a few weeks after the Arnold I went on a Disney cruise like I knew there was pain but I'm like Oh, it's from that deadlift, obviously, but it's not like I could really reach out to people and be like, hey, like, have you ever felt this way after? I'm like, no, because I'm the only tested female to do this. So my body's going to heal a little bit, not as quick, probably. But then, like, getting back from that cruise and overindulging, I started to get back in the routine and just having, like, 60 kilos on my back felt like absolute crap. Mm. So, like, huh, I don't think this is, like, soreness anymore. So I went to get it checked out. They said it healed back improperly, like after it was strained, um, which why would it not heal back improperly? It's me. So in the process of fixing that, like going into Raw Nationals 2018, I had to make sure that I could at least put up some numbers that weren't this devastating. Because, you know, just like Ray Williams, the second your numbers drop from doing so good, they're like... (gasps) I knew she was on something. (laughs) They don't expect you first off. I love how you said it was a Disney cruise. I'm starting to think you're sponsored by Disney. (laughs) I don't know if you got a promo code at the end you want to toss out there for Disney. (laughs) But um, no, you're 100% right. People, you're not allowed to be human. I'm, I'm marveled at, like, I'm amazed at how somebody like Ray or Kimberly Walford have a run as long as they do and never once get sick, never once have an off day where it's like, how is it possible the stars align for you every single time? Because it's not like a season in a sport where you have 80 games and, mm-hmm. and you can have a couple off games, but it's all in a wash because you're good overall. You have like two, three days a year. into every single year on those specific days to never have a day off sounds almost inconceivable like eventually you're a human things are going to come and even though we all get injured get sick and all the rest of it and have gone through it and then compete and be like holy shit this is going to be a bit of a shit show i'm just going to try to get through it when it finally happens to somebody like ray after years of it never happening people are like oh well there you go and then they or, or yourself oh well there you go there's proof <laughs> proof of what man they're human that shit was about to happen at some point. No? Yeah. Yeah. And I knew going into that Nationals, it wasn't going to be my absolute best. But we did what we could. And, you know, our, our main goal is always to win. Mm. So that's what we went there to do. We accomplished it. And then just, you know, I was like, you know, I'm not doing the Arnold because I need to get this taken care of. And then focused on 2008. Like, 19 Worlds. Nice team world. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I'm following. See, I got, I'm following your timeline. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. And sometimes it's all about just basically punch a ticket um, mm-hmm. to go to the world championships. So you decided, cause I, we're in Canada and our nationals is super, it's right around the same time as Arnold's and that timeline to worlds is a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Especially if you take, like if you're on top end, you take any kind of banged up from a competition, which can happen man, eventually. 
You know, if you're leading anything into uh, Arnold Prep, and you got any kind of knickknacks from banged up from like that prep, you got no turnaround to to like ease that off. You got to go put the foot right. back on the gas, right to World Championships. And I think that's what's going to happen with, especially for the women that's competing in Sheffield. Well, women and men, you know, because we're really going to put a lot out there. <laughs> so here, yeah. So let's. I want to get to that in a sec. So let's talk about Sweden before we get to Sheffield, because. Like, yeah, we got, we got to talk about that too. But um, so going into 2019, your goal was really to unveil the full package. You want to show up in Sweden at 100%. You want it, you're, you're, you've beaten, what was that illness, by the way, that you had when, when you couldn't keep anything, any food in your body? Did you Crumbs. ever find out what it was? It was Crohn's? Mm-hmm. And does that, what, how does that, I, I don't know much about it. Is it gone now? Is it something that you no, just, no. It's, it's a life thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just, so, it's just a matter, of, what, what, let's speak on it a little bit, because I've heard about it, but I don't know much about it. Right. So, basically, it's an infection in your intestines, and, like, a lot of the foods that I could eat, like, I didn't know that I could no longer eat, like, certain spices, fatty, fatty foods. Like, if I take in too much, my stomach just starts swelling, and it becomes, like, super painful. Mm. Um, so, a lot of the foods I was used to eating... You know, I was, because I didn't know what was going on, I kept eating it. So because I kept eating it, I was throwing up or having bowel movements. And I'm like, why is this happening? Mm. So when I saw that weight, um, like I eliminated so much after figuring out what was going on. Like I was the most strict I've ever been on a diet in my life. And I think that's what happened going into 2018 Arnold. My body weight just stayed hovering around 44 kilos. Because I had dropped so much, it's gradually coming back. But I was just terrified to eat certain foods because I'm like, is this going to make me sick? Is it yeah. not going to make me sick? So I had to be very conscientious about what I was eating. But now I'm starting to implement more foods. Um, like, I, like I'm starting to add more red meat back into my diet. Like we went out to eat the other night, and the second I started eating red meat, I started swelling, and I was like, oh my gosh, and. TMI, but like swelling, I need to fart, and then if I don't fart, it's gonna hurt really bad, and oh. I'm gonna have to go to the hospital. <laughs> wow, that's a big fart! Holy moly, <laughs> you're, that's, you're nurturing that thing. That happened up in um Fourth of July. Like I found out I couldn't eat avocados. Well, I make guacamole, and I'm like, oh, I've never made guacamole before. Let me just, a little taste won't hurt anything. Yeah. So I did, and like at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm webbing the what's happening to me. Holy and I was like, my appendix is bursting. So, I, you know, because WebMD, they're going to tell you everything in the book. So I get taken to the hospital. They do like three ultrasounds, like on my pancreas, my uh, gallbladder, and my appendix. And as they're doing it, like, you know, I'm starting to feel like they put this warm jelly on me. It's like, wow, this feels really good. And I'm like, oh, God, I know why this feels really good. And I'm looking at the monitor and I can see some, like, different colors going on. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm just ignoring what's in my head and I get wheelchair back to this room. The doctor comes in. He's like, um, so your ultrasounds, they look really good. But uh, have you have you passed gas today? And I didn't even want to look at Kevin because I didn't want to see his face. I already knew what his yeah, face was. I am a lady. 
I'm a lady. You, what are you, what are you insinuating? Pass gas. Like I just, like I'm like, are you telling me I'm in here because I need to fart? <laughs> That's the easiest diagnosis. Have you tried farting today? Have yeah, you tried farting, and you know he tells me like some like men have come in here thinking they were having a heart attack with that pain so the pain wasn't exaggerated and i'm pretty i exaggerate things and i dramatize things a lot but i that pain was not and i that's probably why we hesitated going to the hospital because i'm one of those like cry wolf all the time and all of a sudden it's actually happening and i need the hospital (laughs) so um yeah like it's more under control but i need because i've eliminated so many foods out of my diet bringing them back in can make me a little bit sick so I, I need to consistently do it so my body gets used to it again rather than just neglecting it at all. So mm-hmm. it, so you you basically, like for here on out, you just kind of watch what you eat. And it's yeah. like testing yeah. it out, trial and error, testing it out. from mm-hmm. and, and it just, does it like subside at all? So it's because, like it's, how does this all of a sudden come out of nowhere though? My sister has it. Okay. So it's, it just, it pops up though in your lifetime. You could be good for a long time and then it could just come uh-huh. Does it, is there a certain age that it starts for other people where it just starts popping up? Well, I've always heard about older adults having it. Like, I mean, elderly people. Mm-hmm. And when my sister first got it, like, we were like, how in the world? You know, because nobody in our family has ever had this. And they're like, oh, it doesn't work that way. Nobody has to have it. And they said, but if there's going to be one person in the family that gets it, it's going to be the sibling. And I'm like, oh, sick like (laughs) great i literally get everything else bad in the family like scoliosis and just the worst throw this in here but i'm thinking i won't get it till i'm older like my sister she i watched her go like once a month to get remicade done and now i'm following the same steps you know what i mean so like once out a month you're like i feel like absolute dog shit but now we're good (laughs) so but is your sister how did your sister do any sports? She did. Um, she did like cheerleading and stuff like that. Um, and it, it just really has like, if you don't stay active, the medication and stuff can make you gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a, a different effects on everybody else. But um, yeah, she she had her own personal life going on. Like they were trying to have babies and stuff like that. Like she's still able to live like a really healthy and wonderful life. Yeah. Just once out a month, we got to do the thing together, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And is she, so is she an older sister or younger sister? Older. How much older is she than you? Two and a half years. See, that's like me and my brother. We're two years. So can you two girls fighting it out in the house oh. over clothes and everything? <laughs> that's exactly it. The two-year mark, he's old enough. Is, is she like, so my brother is six one and a half. I'm five nine. And freaking, um, and he's all, and he's two and a half years older. So the size difference was huge. The age difference wasn't crazy big. So when you we're both in high school at the same time, we're both like grade school at the same time, but he's always got an edge. And that's, I, I shit you not, literally why I started lifting weights is, man, something's got to give. I got, I got to catch up on this dude or life's going to be rough for me. And after a certain point, I still remember the days like, we don't fight anymore. I'm officially retiring undefeated because it's getting too close. <laughs> it's getting, the scraps are getting too close. So I'm going to retire yeah. undefeated. Now we use our words to hurt each other. And then, yeah. But is that how you guys grew up? Um. Well, we are the same height. 
Um, like we were the same size. Oh wow! It's an entertaining scrap. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, so she was more she, and she still is. She's more the quiet type, and I'm more the loud, like let's do this type. Um, <laughs> yeah. But because like we were so similar, like even our voice was about the same. Like if somebody called and she didn't want to talk to them, like I would answer and pretend I was her, oh, and like that could go oh, back. Um, Ashley can't talk. I'm going to work. Like, so she didn't have to tell them. <laughs> oh, whoa. Wow. That could go two ways on you, though. You got to be careful. Yeah. You find things that you don't need to hear. Oh, yeah. Well, she would do that thing where, like, I knew she was on the phone with her boyfriend or something. I'd get on the line and listen. Oh, and no. And started thinking <laughs> This is, yeah. And that doesn't happen no more because people don't have landlines anymore. Right. Yeah, right. Those are underappreciated. Yeah, I had somebody actually come up to me the other day, well, the other night when I was coming back to my house from walking my dog. The chick was weird, um, but she was like, hey, do you have a house phone? And I'm like, what is this, 1994? <laughs> like, no, I don't. Did you come from the past to save? They're like, what's your deal? Are, is this terminated? What the fuck's going on right now? Do you have a house phone? She's like, she's like, what day is it? It's Donald Trump president? Is this real? What's happening? <laughs> What the, what the shit? Here's a, when I grew up, so I'm dating myself a little bit, but um, in high school, it was the 90s, and we didn't have, like, social media. We didn't have, like, cell phones. It's kind of unique. You might have, one of your boys might have a cell phone, but most of us did not. I remember my, I remember my wallet. I had a piece of paper with all my boys' numbers written on it, and then there would be, like, pay phones, and you would, like, Pull over, I got a call, so-and-so, let's see where we're linking up because he's not here. And you just needed someone to be there when they were there. Like you, if someone didn't, if someone was late, you're like, what the fuck's going on? Let's go up the street to the payphone, I'll give, I'll give him a ring. Because yeah. you just, like, there was no texting, um, shit, I'm a little late, or I'm here. It was like a whole other, in terms of social media and the whole night, I'm glad I'm not growing up in this because there'd be so much videos and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like that, I'm glad. Like all of that happened before video cameras are around. Mm-hmm. We were coming up. If you sh- if you showed up with a video, it's not like just a phone in your hand. You'd have you have to look like a fucking a cameraman on set to a movie because you have an actual camera in your hand, like a weirdo at a party. So people, yeah. are like, what the shit are you doing, dude? So there's none of that. But uh, but anyways, so g- getting back on track and some up here in a minute. But um, going into, so going into Sweden. Everything's lined up and you got like you're, you're healthy again and the dieting is back to like, you know, a little bit more normal and you're feeling good. And is, is the weights moving well leading into Sweden? How is that moving like in terms of your prep? So I'm real lame and like a month out from Sweden, I'm like, hey, let's try some squat shoes. Like why? Why would I change it? I just, I wanted to get the fill of them. And, uh, you know, it's, it kind of affected my squat a little bit with depth. Like I'd never had a problem with depth, but here I am throwing these shoes in and now I actually do. Um, so I niched them after Sweden, but it with the squat shoes, it actually messed with my QL muscle. Oh wow. And so it, that was being aggravated while in Sweden. Um, but everything else was fine. Yeah. Um, just you know, I think I did relatively well for, you know, not being able to pick my numbers and, you know, my co my personal coach, not being able to be there and pick my numbers, but Bill, like he did a great job 
would be a number game, which again, main goal is to come out on top and it happened. So we're happy with it. It was, it was more, it was, it was tighter than you would probably have thought going in. Like you were three and a half. So Alla, Alibert from France, I ran into her, her boyfriend slash coach. Pretty sure they're, pretty sure they're dating. If they're not, I apologize. Starting a rumor. Coach anyways, and leading into it, she was one of like the many Europeans who pulled me aside, heard the preview show. And he's like, man, you guys like, I I get that certain, certain Americans are going to be the favorite, but you guys are really sleeping on some of the Europeans here. Like I didn't hear like, he's like, I didn't hear much breakdown at all on any of the Europeans coming in. And, um, so he thought it was going to be tight, like tighter. Anyways, tighter. Anyways, he thought it was going to be like, you know, not just that comp, not just your weight class, but several others like, uh, Lydia yeah. Bavois from France also took a bronze medal and broke a world record squat in the 63s. And, uh, like, yeah, we slept on a few people for sure. And it's not going to happen this time around. We're going to watch, but he was so we. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. You got something to say. <laughs> I always got something to say. Okay. Listen, listen. Yeah, it was tight. However. Okay. Okay. Like my third attempt deadlift, obviously super easy. Yeah. I could have pushed that gap a whole lot further had yeah. I needed to. Yeah. Like we can definitely settle this right now because, like backstage, like. I'm sitting here laughing because I know what's about to happen. Just let me eat. Let me go and do what I do best. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you know, we have a system and it's secure the win first. Mm. And, you know, that's what we were doing. We were Because a lot of people are like, oh, that deadlift was so easy. Why didn't you do so much? First off, I don't pick my numbers. Second, we're securing the win. Yeah. Uh, so going to the third deadlift, I already had the win on body weight, but you know, we wanted that world record too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like if if I would have if they didn't call my numbers, but let's say Colin was there doing it and you know the rules were in our hands, we could do what we wanted, I think that gap would have been significantly bigger. It's not to say that she's weak or not strong. She is, she's a very successful athlete. Mm-hmm. Um and she does a great job of what she does. But there's a reason why you see these competition like worlds so tight. And then when nationals come around, it's like, oh, Heather's total at worlds was like 375. Now it's like 393. Yeah. That's a big gap. So. <laughs> I was going to ask that. Um, and it's literally because. Yeah, you'd have to refresh my memory, but the win was locked up because she had missed her last day, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. And and it was basically like, look, it, you could load the bar crazy high and try to style on people or just be like, let's just load the bar with what you loaded, get the guaranteed, you know, throw some kilos <laughs> on there. And I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it is. There's one, I think Matt Gary always says there's one time in, in the calendar year you can become a world champion. So you don't yeah. necessarily gamble. You, you don't gamble at all. You just get the win, and that's it. Exactly. Like my attempt selection for deadlifts. I mean, I think we were going up two and a half kilos. Mind you, I made yeah. ten kilo jumps on dead, so I was pretty yeah. ticked off that it was only two and a half kilos. Well, like this yeah, is not fun for me. Yeah, it was. Uh, so your second dead, I'm just pulling up right now, was one seventy two and a half, and you guys went one seventy six. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that would break my world record, so we had to chip it. That's right. So was, was it, so the win was already secured after the second dead? Yes, on body weight. Gotcha. And then the third... And then the third dead was just, you know, we went to break the world record, um, which, again, like, the world record is under my current American record. Yeah. So that. <laughs> like I'm kind of making it a little bit difficult on myself at this point. Yeah. For that, like ten kilo difference, twenty. It's um, decent. Yeah, like ten kilos. It's a considerable, especially at forty-seven kilo. Man, ten kilos massive. I mean, yeah. That's a, that's a considerable, uh, yeah, difference there. So you are you thinking? So go into U.S. Raw Nationals because it's the same kind of deal where you have one day of the year where you can become a world champion. You also have like one day of the year to become a national champion and punch your ticket for the next world championships. So it's kind of like, uh, like, what, uh, is your strategy different in the U.S. Raw Nationals to not go as conservative? Like, why do you think there's a difference between the two when it comes to the totals being put up? Well, I think it really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Like, if I knew that there was somebody like super close behind me, I'd probably be a little bit more conservative with what I was doing. But going in, I felt super confident. Um, you know, everything was going to switch back to my regular flats on literally everything. So training was going great leading up to it. Um, yeah, I could not complain. Le- the day of, I even told Colin, like, hey, weird, but I feel the same way I did for 2018 Arnold, which is spooky. And because when I feel that type, I know I want to have a good competition. Mm. Like, I know it. And sure enough, you know, it. we went 9 for 9 and had a very successful meet. And it was it was fun. Let, let's but. talk about that last dead that you, you messaged me. And you're like, what the shit? People got to get off my back. You had memes. <laughs> and um, I would post completely unrelated. And people, you were like, man, people are bringing me up in the comments. It was Caleb Wolves dad, and you're like, what the shit? Leave me be. So It's literally just one specific guy. Like, this guy, like, I would hate to be, and maybe his relationship, you know, is a whole lot different, but I would hate for somebody to just hold on to something. <laughs> like, I mean, Instagram, Facebook, back to Instagram, like, anything that he can comment on, he will. And I, and I messaged him. I was like, hey, let's talk. Like, you were obviously very upset about it. And he didn't message me back. Um, of course not. But, you know, people are entitled to their opinion. We were having a great competition. And, you know, you only have a certain amount of time to put in your, you know, next attempt. After that second, I was like, man, my, my pet kind of tightened up. I was like, so let's just, we've had a great day. Let's just do 396. Um, it's, you know, we won't break the American record, but it's close to four times the body weight. Mm-hmm. And um, as they're trying to figure it out, the lady's like, you got such and such amount of time. And so I'm like, oh, oh God. I was like, put 396 in. So he puts it in. We're just sitting there. Like, I don't even think it was a minute later. I didn't, I didn't have my earphones in because I'm just in straight thought. And I turned to call and I was like, hey, man, you know, we've had a good competition. You think I can hit 403? And he's like, well, if there's anybody that can do it, Heather, I really think you can. I was like, yeah, because what's 396 to 403 but a few pounds? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a few pounds was very 
of these. You just, you just, it, it is like the difference between, okay, so seven pounds. So people think seven pounds is nothing. But when you're on your top end, a freaking pound will be the straw that broke the camel's back. It starts to get incrementally, like, exponentially heavier every freaking pound. So seven, when you do the math and you're like seven pounds on 400, it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. You won't even feel that. But you are at the freak top end, not just yourself, but of what anybody, humanity's done, your size won't. We've never seen this happen. Yeah, and I just, you know, Colin's like, okay, we'll just put on a good song. And <laughs> then I'm like, what, what? song? If I listen, now I'm being pressured to take a song. So I, I picked, um, <laughs> okay. I picked uh, The Greatest Show by The Greatest Showman. I don't know if y'all have seen that movie, but whatever, anyway. Is it Disney? Is it Disney? Is it Disney movie? Yeah. Uh, I, I of course it. it is. And that promo code, by the way, we'll put it in the uh, description of this. I do have a lot of Disney soundtracks on my uh, playlist, so don't even. Um, but... So I felt super confident uh, going in there. I hadn't hit anything even remotely around 390 in the gym because I was like, let's play it cool this training cycle. I'm not, I'm not here. I think I hit 391 once, but it was like a one-time deal. I'm not doing this no more. Um, so going to pull that 403. Listen, I, of all people, know how it looked. I was holding the bar, and I, I've never made something look so ugly in my life. So for people to be like, well, do you know that? I'm like, I know everything in which was happening. Like, my body was like, I was basically having a seizure. But I always said, if it breaks the floor, it's coming up. might not be the prettiest, but it's going to come up. And... You know, when I put it, I got the down command. Um, usually I can just, like you saw at Worlds, I can run off, I can jump into somebody's arms, I can, you know, do the most. But this one, I'm like, eh, I don't even know what's about to happen with this call. So I just dropped to my knees and pray to whatever God's up there. I'm like, what's about to happen, my dude? And my dude. I, <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool, yeah. And I just, and I remember Gino in the moment flat tired me, so my shoe's coming off. And I'm trying to put it on. I can't put it on, so I want to give everybody a hug. And I'm just looking like a hot mess and crying. Um, but it was, you know, it was so funny. I'm pretty sure y'all have seen Aquaman, right? I have not. I haven't seen any of it. I'm not a Jason. You know what? I like Jason Momoa, but that shit looked a little corny for me. Was it good? It, it, yeah, it was good, but there's a part in the movie where him and his brother are battling out in this big arena, and you hear the crowd cheering, and then something dramatic happens, and the crowd just stops cheering, and then they come back up from whatever they were at, and they're like, yeah, well, that's how the crowd was at Nationals. Like, I could hear them, like, telling me everything, like, hey, it's full, like, obviously. So, like, I hear them yelling for me, and then when I start convulsing, they start seeing it slow down, they're like, Oh, and I can hear them. I'm like, is bro, that, they're all losing confidence. That is like wild. some assholes. But then my lat, the one that got strained, you know how the bar was like super uneven. Yeah. It starts joining the party and moving again. That's when 
<laughs> down, they're like, oh, yes. And because <laughs> it's just, they didn't expect it to happen. And, you know, I don't see a lot of lifts like that. I see people giving up at that point. Yeah. But because I know how that lat is, yeah. I'm like, it'll join here in a second, y'all. Just be it, patient with it, please. It RSVP'd me. It's coming. Just be patient. It's coming to the party. It's coming, and I think that's what happened. It's like, okay, if I join right now, she'll finish it. We'll stop the lift. She'll be good. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't know how the lift was going to go. Regardless of how it went, I was still going to be respectful towards the judges. Like, I mean, I had a good day. I'm not going to sit here and bitch and moan about them red lighting me. I mean, one of my favorite IPF refs, the head judge, she gave me the red light. I could have been like, Joy, what the fuck? But I didn't, like, I mean, because she's entitled to her opinion. But it's the people on the internet, they're like, I'm not trying to hate, but first off, you just threw the butt in there. So anything that you just said before that just cancels out. Like you are being a hater. It's it's fine. But I chose to not respond negatively to people. Uh, I chose to either make a meme out of it or just be like, whatever. You lived in the moment. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was gonna cause controversy. It's and that's like sports period are gonna be like that. You're gonna have like sports debates. Like, do you take it when you read that, for instance, do you take it personally? Like if someone if someone Let's not say a friend, because friends, let's say someone you know from the sporting world, powerlifting said, you know what, I don't think I would have called that towards Heather, phenomenal lifter, but um, she probably got lucky on that call. Would you I did. Person- I did have people say that. But, but did, would you, you- I, My friends, who I would consider friends, yeah. who are, you know, cat to IPF reps. Like, there is one rep in particular I send all my videos to. Mm-hmm. And he'll let me know, like, do you want me to be friend judging or do you want blue tie judging? I'm like, yeah. I don't want blue tie judging. And do you take and, it personally? What way did you take it in that instance? Not a training video, but that video, because training's easier. It's a little high, it's a little, but that video, when you have an emotional attachment towards breaking, like you're into the 400s, et cetera, it's a big deal for you. If that person or anybody says, I don't know if I agree, how do you feel about that emotionally, like personally? Can you t- pull it I aside? Just say, oh, I just say, well, that's your opinion. Yeah. I mean, regardless, it, it's still counted. Yeah. But it's, you know, everyone is entitled. And there's a way to say your opinion without being ugly about it. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you you're wrong and I'm right. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I feel like, oh, that was a good I'm not going to say it was a good lift because, again, I saw how it looked. I know it could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. But... Rules are rules. Per side judges, if they are unable to know what is going on, they have to give the benefit to the lifter. And I compare it to super heavyweight people squatting. You know, when it comes to depth, you know, we can be like, oh my God, that was high. How did they give it to them? But if a lifter's stomach is in the way and you cannot tell, you have to give it to the lifter. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand, especially because of the angle that it was at. But, you know, they want to call downward motion. I can say, well, my, my body's trying to even itself out. Like, you saw how the left side looked. What, how do you want me to lock this out without it, you know, looking like it's lopsided? 
or the hitching and I can, they can say hitching, but because I was, I know it wasn't hitching. Mm. I've never hitched a dev in my life. So if anything, it would have looked more downward motion, but you know, I choose, I pick and choose how I respond to I respect the people that come in a mature way and I ignore the people that come in a negative way because I've been that person to respond to every negative comment in the past and it's draining and I don't have time for it. Like I try to teach my first graders to be respectful human beings. Like somebody doesn't have to like you and that's fine. Mm -hmm. They don't have to play with you. That's fine. Just like I don't have to agree with what somebody says and it's fine. (laughs) But to just constantly like, you know, I want to make a joke about Dr. Deadlift and I want to reach out to him before I made this joke and responded to somebody, but I didn't make the joke. I'll say it on here or whatever. Um, you know, because I'm admitting it's a joke, but when they're like, Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And then tag me. Okay. Well, at least I got it up the first time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I have to give that second, you know, little motion, yeah. but you know, that's, I still like, regardless, like that was a super strong pull. I knew that one was also going to cause controversy, but let him be, let his lift be controversial, not bring mine up. Like we're done with it. It's been a month now. Yeah. (laughs) But but there's a reason why, you know, four times the body weight is not always going to be pretty. That's why I'm the only test of females who have ever done it. Not once, but twice now. Okay. And I just want to respond to some of them like, okay, well, let's see you pull four times your body weight and see if it even breaks the ground enough to look ugly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's and, not. And, and um, you're allowed to have like, <clears throat> for some things, so you're allowed to have the bar on your legs. You can't have it like supported by or aided by legs. So sometimes people are like, well, it's on her legs. Well, it's going to hit the legs. It's going to yeah. like, so it's hard to tell. So some people it's guesswork. And in terms of up, down, the bar can be uneven, so it's on this side, it's tilting, and your body in the background, your knees are shaking like you're experiencing turbulence, like like something else. So it's deceiving when the background's up and your knees are locked, like fluttering like crazy. They can lock on lock, except at the end they gotta be locked. But they're locking and locking, the bar is seesawing, but the bar as a whole is going in one motion, but it's allowed to move around, so people don't realize like, it, it just as a whole can't go up down. So right. there's some like people my body cannot go forward like yeah, this. That yeah. would be considered down. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your body bringing the bar down, but the knees can flutter. And so there's different things that can move around. So when it's all happening at once, I mean, yeah, it's going to be some people that can think they see certain things. It's crazy because in the end, you're going to win by a country mile, like 30 And kilo. that's the thing. Like people are making it seem like had I missed that lift, Homegirl was about to win the national title. Bro, I still won by like a land, like over 30 kilos. Like yeah. it wasn't a make or break thing. And I just, and then Jasmine's deadlift, you know, of course. And I knew, but my opinion, which of course it doesn't matter, I thought her deadlift looked beautiful. I still don't, I don't see the flaw, but again, I'm judging by a screen, whereas there's three judges on the platform that see something different. Do I think she should have won the title? Absolutely. Am I gutted for her? Absolutely. But I do think when Belarus comes around, if she chooses to go, we're going to see something fun with that. So, And that's the same thing where um, 
the same way you got to take away emotions if someone says, yeah, I don't know if, if uh, Heather's final dead should go. Um, I mean, if you think Chloe Devlin listens to the podcast and she's like, yo, you just basically saying you don't think I deserve to win. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's a damn if you do. This is, this, is, this is like a welcome to my world moment where um, when you podcast every week, everything I say, like I've done preview shows and recap shows and people are listening and it's, you don't mean it to take away from somebody, but you have to like say things and you hope to be like, I'm saying this purely as, as a person. There's nothing like you're a beautiful person, whoever it is. I'm just talking in general. But as a sport, only sport, only a sporting call, I'm going to say this because if I don't, I'm pussyfooting it and no listens to that podcast. So just like you said what you said right there, that's where people would be like, hey, what the shit? You're basically saying I shouldn't have won. You're basically, you know what I mean, where it's tough. Well, I don't care what Chloe thinks. I mean, if Chloe looks at the video, she'll be like, oh, shit, you know, that was a great pull by Jasmine. But at the same time, Chloe's not going to be like, oh, Jasmine should have won over me. Like, yeah. congratulations to her. But I know she, she can see the video, too. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Chloe's and is she's an amazing lifter just like Jasmine is. And I think that's what's gonna make it more fun when Worlds does come around because I think that lit a fire in Jasmine just a little bit more. It almost reminded me of like a Kim Kimberly Wofford situation. Like now fire is lit inside of her. She has a lot more to prove, and I think that's what we're about to see out of Jasmine. Like I've gotten this taken away from me not once but twice now because I you know I watched her at Worlds and I saw some ooh, like oh crap that, like the death issue but I think she's coming back with a vengeance and I'm super stoked about it. I, listen, you you brought Sweden for her, yeah. Like I remember people talking like this could be a redemption for her. Like it's tough, like back to back. Sweden and and, and you got to travel. You got America across the chest, USA across the chest. Like it's. Everything going into Sweden, an international competition family, if they traveled with you or if they're watching online, even with the time zone differences and the pride that everyone has, man, this is talk about some character building two months for a young lady, young, like she's like, what, 20 or early 20s anyways, the type of character building this is, and she like, look, she's not online being like, oh, what the fuck, and she's not like, you know, she's trying to be a trooper about it, be like, all right, okay. Okay, I guess that's, you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but it's, that's tough, man. This, this it is tough. Like, she was the reason why I lowered my squat opener at Worlds. I was like, all right, one more U.S. competitor gets caught on depth. I'm lowering it. I swear to God. And as soon as she did, I was like, all right. And I texted Colin. I was like, I don't care what number you just put down here. I said, it's not going to be it. <laughs> and I still got caught on depth. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's uh, ever. And that's. That's the tricky thing about sports where, like, there's a strike zone in every, like, in mm-hmm. baseball, they have strike zones and it changes from time to time. And basically, you establish the strike zone and start playing within it and, and adjust. Like, you did the right thing. As a vet, you, you're like, adjust. We're, we're, what are we thinking here today? This is the strike zone. All right, I'm going to play within that strike zone. Especially if you think you got room, the like, keys to possibly spare. No sense risking anything. Um, right. But yeah, that was, it is tough, man. I haven't actually heard. Uh, Chloe speak on, you know, that, that final dead. Chloe's probably like, look at that, rather not, to tell you the truth. I don't want to take I that mean, away from why me. was she? Why was she? She won. She don't got nothing to say. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so. It is what it is. What do you want from me? I'm going to do yeah. what I got to do. I mean, just like Russ's squat, like, at the end of the day, like, he got it. So, I mean, carry on. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, exactly. 
it, it, end of the day, the way I look at it, it it's sports. Sometimes a call is going to go for you, and sometimes a call is going to go against you. And if you keep showing up to these games enough times, it'll even out in the wash, hopefully. Like Jasmine, back-to-back, um, controversial. If not saying one way or the other, controversial in that it could go one way or the other. You'll have some people saying one way, some people saying the other. You keep showing up. Okay, that happened back-to-back, but she, man, she does this. She's young as hell. She does this till she's like Marissa Inda, early 40s. You know how many calls will go her favor? She's like, oh, shit, I'm glad I got that one. I wasn't sure about that. And how many calls will go the other way? It, it is what it, that's sports, man. You know, you can't super dwell. You know, if you're me, which I need people to really stop saying this because my head's getting bigger than it needs to be. Like, people are saying, she got the list because she's cute. <laughs> oh, wow. Tell me what <laughs> I'm hearing it too many times now and I'm reading it too many times. I'm like, oh, stop. Listen, if that was the case, I would have bombed out a couple of times, okay? So that's not, there's no cute points. Um, we got, I got, I got Gustav at two. So I want to hit SPD Invitational um, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I want to hit the SPD Invitational while I got you. I want to get your, your, your impression about this. When you first off, um, when you heard about it, what was your impression? And second off, there's some people who, because of the proximity to the world championships, it's not going to be easy. And if you go to SBD Invitational, and then you obviously you want to go to Worlds and try to punch your ticket back there and try to collect some checks. Some people aren't going this year to the SBD Invitational. Straight to Worlds. I mean, it is what it is. This is sports, once again. And there's a lot of factors in terms of picking it. But what's your impression when you found out, A, I mean, the money, the timing of it, the people showing up, it's off IPF points in general. So I think I found out later than everybody else because I go to sleep before everybody else. So I woke up, like I go to sleep early and I wake up, or yeah, I go to sleep early, I wake up early. So I wake up and I see like people just, oh, what are you doing this? I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, cool. Um, I hope I get it. (laughs) Like, I hadn't read anything about it yet. Um, So I was like, okay, I should get it. And it's kind of one of those things where you just sit and wait for an email to come in. And because, like, you can't, you were not allowed to have any discussion about it, you didn't know who got the invitation or when they got it. So when I finally got it, I was it was on a Saturday, and I just couldn't wait to tell my dad because <laughs> my dad is always so proud of me. Yeah. And um, so I told him the next day, and uh, we were pretty excited. And then I just sat down and started thinking about like what my actual goals were because once you get the invite, you see the breakdown of literally everything. And don't like, say what too much. Get... Don't say too much about. Oh, I, I just stopped you with that because Taylor came yeah. on the podcast and he was like, um, "Here's who you get for this, that, and the other." And some things you guys found out and the public doesn't know yet, SBD hit me up. It was like, hey, Taylor totally dropped too much. So don't say too much of what you get. Uh, let me stop you there so I don't get another Yeah, message. I won't do that, but it does It does say the breakdowns of everything, um, which is neat. Uh, yeah. I get it, it allows me to set goals for myself because I know what I can obtain. Am I going to win IPF points? No, 
That's, I mean, I have put in the most exaggerated numbers. It's not in the cards, but that's cool. I don't even care, you know, whatever, because that's not my main goal. Mm. My main goal is because everybody's like, well, Ray and Heather, like, why even go if you're not going to win? Because you have certain goals for me or what you think I should have, but my goals are so much different than what you expect them to be. And so I've kind of locked those in because I know what I can and cannot do. So I'm focusing on the can and something that's just way out of my reach. Um, You know, it it is an an extensive amount of money. And somebody said, like, what would you do if you did win that money? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I don't. I could could spew you some answers right now. Oh, I would go to Disney World, and I would do this, and I would do that. But in reality, once it got in my face, I'd be like, holy crap, you know? Um, I actually don't know what to do with this money. Um, And me, like, I'm more realistically about my spending. Um, I do finance very well. So it's not like, but I, I was also asked, like, you know, what do you think people would do with the money if they won it? That ain't my business. <laughs> I'm not going to answer for somebody. What they choose to do with that money, yeah. whatever. Like, they could be paying off student loans, or they could be, I don't know. But what somebody chooses to do with their money, it ain't, I don't care. It is pretty cool that we are talking like this now, though. The fact that there's, like, a pro ranks to this now. They're, like... And some people said, does it diminish the IPF Worlds now that there's a step up from there? And I'm like, no, because you have to, you win Worlds to get there. Like, only, that's your ticket. Now Worlds is even more at stake to win or lose. And I say lose, coming in second at Worlds is hardly a loss. But um, to win Worlds and become a gold medalist, now you have, like, you punched your ticket to be on this showcase. And even if, even if you're, you're maybe not in contention to win a showcase... There is, we, we can't get the breakdown, but we can say there are prizes for, you know, different, different, there's incentives, monetized incentives throughout for everybody. And, mm-hmm. um, and on top of that, everyone's going to watch this flipping thing. Like, I'm, I'm sure if you're a powerlifting fan, you're going to watch this, you know? Well, the thing is, like, you know, I, I, of course I did get asked, how does it feel being the lightest person going into this competition. Well, it's great. You know what I mean? Like, am I intimidated? No, because I've been the lightest competitor before based off IPF Wilkes and I came out on top. Mm. I don't need to explain why I'm there. You know why I'm here. I'm not going to reintroduce myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> don't, I'm not worried about the people I'm going against. Like people should be like, Oh, Holy crap. There's a 45 kilo female here like what does she have to bring and these are because you know i don't walk into places being like shit i'm heather connor you know who i am no because even at nationals the guy that was commentating comes backstage and he's like oh my gosh like i am making the live stream just love your hair but he didn't know who i was and you know i'm known for my hair you know and but i didn't embarrass him i didn't like you know what I was just like, oh, yeah, cool. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. But so every competitor that's going to be there, they know who I am. They know what I can do. So they know what to prepare themselves for. So it's and just like, I mean, 
I know every single one of them. And I told myself the other day, like, I always find something I dislike about a competitor that drives me to do a little bit better. But I really like every single one of them. Yeah. It is. You really, you find something you don't like about people just like in the Nationals and Worlds? Well, Worlds, I didn't, it wasn't hard for me to find something I didn't like about somebody because some people just run their mouth too damn much and get caught. Oh, damn! Really? Wow! I ain't gonna name no names because if they listen to the podcast, they know exactly who they are. But, you know, I had to call some people out during that time and, uh, you know, kind of looked embarrassing when worlds came around, but, uh, <laughs> is that, is, is that in your weight class or different weight classes? Same weight class. Oh, wow. Just look at me trying to work this. Look, oh, look, look me, I just mind my own business and I wake up and I'm like, what the hell? Like, first of all, why are you coming at me? <laughs> what was, was it, uh, what was said? Can you say what was said without saying names? Yeah. Um, so let's just say this. You know how you can respond to somebody's story, right? And you can delete messages from your DMs. Yeah. And, okay. So somebody had responded to one of my stories, and it was in their home language. So me being not busy in what I'm doing, I Google translated just like that. Oh, and, I, and I saw the hate. What? I was like, wow. So I messaged the person. I already screenshot the Google Translate everything. So this was personal. Holy shit. Yeah. So I messaged the person. Because all of a sudden, right before I messaged the person, I get in the notification saying, this message was unsent by the sender. And I'm like, I bet it was. And I didn't even have to guess like who it was. So I go to it and I was like, I'm going to assume you meant to send that to somebody else because it was in your language. And they're like, oh, I'm going to send this to my coach. And I asked them what this meant because my English isn't so well and I didn't understand. I was like, uh-huh, well, Google Translate said something a whole lot different. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so bad. That's and so uh, they're like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is embarrassing. I'm like, you should be embarrassed. I was like, I have never said anything negative towards you, about you. I have celebrated you and congratulated you on your accomplishments. Why is there hate coming at me right now? <laughs> holy moly, was it how hate how hate were we talking? Is she like, oh shit, what how is this? That is, you know, it, basically what the message was saying was saying like because I had just had like food poisoning that whole week, so I took a whole week off, and when I came back, like I'm not expecting my list to be extraordinaire, but you know, getting back into the bar for squats, like. My death was iffy. I know that. But I posted anyways because I was glad to even have the weight back on. Mm-hmm. I hope she, I hope she hits that kind of depth at Worlds. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, okay. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. I was... So I'm like, why would you wish that upon... I would never yeah. say, hey, yeah, you yeah. know what? I hope you bomb out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. For sure. Like, like what's, the, what's the point of being hateful? Like, it's not like you've ever beat me before. Like, yeah. don't, don't start something with me because now you're just going to piss me off. And they're like, well, I was just trying to be funny. I said, I can be funny too, but you ain't gonna like it. Like, don't what? like, don't test me because I'm a sweetheart. I am, but don't cross that line. Like, just it's it's untasteful. Like, don't be disrespectful. But when worlds came around, like I told them, I was like, don't you dare speak to me. because oh, I don't I don't deal well with fake, so I have to compose myself before yeah. that. And I and I got my 
I got myself together before Worlds and, you know, I did congratulate this person on their performance after Worlds. Yeah. Um, just like I did every other competitor. But it doesn't and it doesn't look so good to do that and then, you know, not be able to back up what you're saying. Wait, wait, shit, I didn't I, I, okay, first off, I'm glad it was still in the realm of sport and not in the realm of, because before you had said what it was, I was like, oh, man, I hope it wasn't like she got, like, crazy personal on you and said some shit that's like, oh, no. At least it was still in the realm of sport. Uh, yeah, you oh, no, 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 that would have happened, because I even said, I wonder what everybody would think if I posted these screenshots in my store. What would they think if they saw you acting this way? And they're yeah. she's like, please don't do that. Well, I'm not going to do that, but... You know what I mean? It's embarrassing. When, when you, when you, so when you went to Worlds in your opener, you missed on depth. Were you like son of a bitch? She's probably loving this. Were you? You go back. Yeah, you go back I, to the world. I think every competitor waits for me to stumble. I, I mean, that's the thing. I'm on top. I expect people to want me to be bad so they can be on top. Yeah. All right, that's true. But you know, like, so that's to be expected. If I want to stay up top, I'm gonna to have to fight for it because I know people are trying to. Multiple people are trying to take me down at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, when I missed on that, I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, because like I'll get it the next time. Let me just stop being an idiot. And I got my next two, but um, I knew like for me as a lifter, what I make like what I lose on kilos, I need to make up somewhere else. Thankfully for me, my strongest lift is the deadlift. So I can easily make up those kilos there if I need to. You always got the last say. You oh, yeah. you will always have the winning pull in your hands. Oh yeah. And you know, we were doing an SBD shoot at Nationals and I love smiling. Like I'm just great at it. I can't like I cannot take one of those like really serious photos. And Dak, he was like, All right, Heather, just just think of, you know, you're at a competition and Somebody thinks they're gonna win over you, and I was like, Zach, that's gonna make me laugh even more. Like, oh, gonna... look at you! Look at you! Look at you! I know that sounds like oh my god, cocky, but I do. I laugh at situations like that because it makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god! That's... And I love how your arm is draped over your chair right now when you said that. Look, this is phenomenal. <laughs> This is great. So, so now that this happened, is this like a bit of a? I guess it's not a rivalry. Still, do you yearn for a or he Brett Gibbs confrontation where you're like, holy shit, I for real don't know now. Does that? Do well, you- that happened with Belarus because the Swedes, like those Sweden girls, I mean, they're strong as hell. Oh yeah. And that that was a situation um, because they re- they really did push me. So I thought I was going to walk into them going into Sweden. Unfortunately, both of them, because I, I asked the Swedish coach, I'm like, hey, like, where are they? Mm-hmm. And they had their own personal reasons as to why they were not there, but I did look forward to that. So she was on the list and updated. She was no longer on the list. I'm like, crap, like, what happened? Because I knew if there was going to be anybody to put, like, I knew who was going to push me. And I knew certain lifters who have progressed very well they're going to try to push me too, but that's to be expected when you get to that level. And I want it. Like if you're not pushing me, I don't want to be bored. Like make me win. Like I don't want to be given a win. I want to work for it. And that happened in Sweden. Like I missed a squat. 
I miss a bench. I'm being pushed a little bit harder than I want to be, but I could still pull more if I needed to. (laughs) That's the thing, right? Like, yeah, we're that moment where you're like, holy shit. You know, there's very few times where you're, you got to go back a few years. Like Belarus Mm -hmm. is a hot minute ago where you're like, wow, okay, I'm in a battle here. This is, this is tight. You know, you got those emotions coming down to the last pull where the coach is like, Heather, we need this. This this is for the win. As opposed to, you're good. The win's locked up. This is just, you know, there's a different feeling. It still means something. Well, the only person I can really blame at this point is myself. You know, if I get caught on depth, if it's two to one, two people saw it as a depth. Like, I can't even dispute it. Like, okay, just do better. Hashtag Russell Orgy. But... (laughs) Um, like it's, it's one of those things to where to hold myself as accountable as a lifter, if I want to be successful, I got to do the things that make me successful. I can't just be missing attempts Mm. because it's giving somebody else that leeway. And I remember Bill, like, I don't ever have, Colin doesn't get in my face. People don't get in my face because then I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, back up. I just don't like it. So, Bill gets in my face and his finger, he's like... Oh, wow. (laughs) And he says, champions don't miss lifts, Heather. And I'm like, all right, all right, Bill. You you go, bitch, get out of my face. Bitch, get out of my face. Yeah, at that point, like, I was mad. I'm like, how dare him get in my face? And then, like, he went for a fist bump. I didn't see this, but... (laughs) And I just ignored it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you it looks like I purposely did that. But yeah, like when he, the moment he, I heard him, but I'm like that cat meme at the dinner table, just like, <laughs> why are you yelling at me? Like, but he's right. Champions can't be missing lifts because we're only making it a little bit harder. Like the coach can only do so much. Yeah. But if you go out there and you fuck up on depth or you miss a command because that's stupid. Um, you know, that's on you. You can't blame anybody but yourself. So, you know, I, every like Belarus, I learned something from Sweden. I had to learn because I I've experienced failure. I know what failure feels like. And I, I hate it. I hate it. I don't like failing at something that I've worked my ass off for. So I make sure I'm doing the right things to not feel that way again. Mm. So, and what are we looking towards towards 2020? We got another, like, we're getting another W in Belarus. Like you're going to Belarus, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'm never going to be like I'm not going to get the dub. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, like, what do I sound like being like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. This is going to get no. I'm well, mentally I'm always like, I'm going to win. I mean, I mean, though some people are actually saying they're not going to Belarus, and. Uh, <laughs> What's that, sorry? Which one? Like, and reasons for why they're not going, I, I definitely understand. I, I get it because it wasn't cool for Americans over there. Like, a dude died. <laughs> like, that was kind of brushed under the rug. And I'm like, wait a minute. But, you know, I am in a position where I'm super safe when I'm in countries like this because of my association with certain people. Like, last time I was in Belarus, I had a burner phone, like, connected to the embassy, everything. So, if something were to go down, I'm going to be fresh in one of those things. What, 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 what did you just, are you CIA? What the fuck are you talking about, burner phone? I, like, it had a Belarusian SIM card and everything, so I could, 
what, yeah. what, what is your what is your background here? Are you are you saying too much? Are you are you undercover? I, I am not. I am a first grade elementary school teacher. That's what I am. Okay. But wink, wink. again, the wink, people wink. who I am associated with are not. <laughs> so they're very high end in the military, and because they have to have certain security clearance to get over there which is probably, like, it will take months for them to get security clearance because of the situation that they're in. Um, they're going to make sure I'm safe. If I get if jammed they, up, can I call you? If I get jammed what? up for whatever reason? If I get jammed up in a situation, I'm calling you. Is that good? Yeah. I'm going to slide in your DMs and be like, Heather, where you at? I need you. I need you. I need <laughs> your people. I need you and your people. Like, there was GPS tracking everything on my phone. Oh, wow. Like, you knew where I was at all times. <laughs> so, like, I remember sitting in the hotel and they were having like a military parade that nobody knew about. Motherfucker loses control of the tank, hits a utility pole, what? sounds like a freaking bomb has went off, and I'm like, I'm just gonna die. <laughs> Holy moly! So we'd be like taken basically if somebody tried to get you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think that confidently. Holy I think that confidently. I even had this conversation before. I'm like. This kind of be like a taken situation. They're like, oh yeah. Holy smokes, Ellen. I don't know. I have so many questions. I, this sucks that it's now like we're past. <laughs> this, this is going to be a hit. This is a great segue for a part two. The people I know. The people I know are very intimidating. Um, but that's their job, you know, with the military. <laughs> like, that's their job. Like, No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. I don't, I don't. You're, you're, I'm very safe. <laughs> these are like key words. They're threatening. There's violence in their resume. Um, I what? I have trained to know what I can and cannot say, and I'm very good at that one. So okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, this young lady who slid in your DMs is her life in danger? Yeah. <laughs> are these people in danger who made these memes are they still alive are these people still alive who made those memes about your deadlift are they... yeah. <laughs> if i went to like oh jeez be careful now be careful now be careful now i feel like anything would come to harm them but you the know the just to like like mess with them like you know, just hack their computers. Anything could happen. Like all of a sudden, their bank accounts are frozen. Like it's cool. All of a sudden, their mom's missing. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, one person, one person was like super weird. Like talk so much junk, and then be in my DMs like, "Hey, can I eat your butt?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it was very weird. But like, I was so annoyed with this person. Like, I got all the information. Like, I know where his parents live. Like, oh everything. God. And I almost wanted to reach out to his parents. And be like, you know what kind of freak your child is? <laughs> Holy moly! This like uh, I all the background of this person. So. This, this, the last half of this podcast has changed on a dime. We started off talking about Disney. Okay. Yeah, that could that could be like a whole thing myself. So. The title of this podcast is. Murder CIA and eating butt. That's what. That's, that's, and by the way, great segue for that Disney promo code. Um, we're going to... Anybody that knows me knows I love Disney. Like that is not a secret. Like I tell my first parents, like please don't get in these arguments with me because I will skip this whole lesson just to 
like argue with you right now and just but, say that Reese's. About Disney? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, they think they know more than me about it. No, you don't. So. <laughs> wow. You kill it. You crush it. The Disney trivia. Yeah, like they have it on the cruises. Oh wow. Like people be hating on these Disney cruises. Let me just go ahead and say because they're like, oh kids, ugh. Yeah, like they have adult only section. Like oh. where you won't even see a child. Yeah. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty fun. It's it's really fun. So. Yeah. I've been to I've been to hotels like that. I got what you're saying. When you like where it's yeah, you're not allowed to have a kid pass a certain point. But is it is it like people in mascots and shit like that? No. Okay. I mean, I mean, they do have like meet and greets like at certain times. Like if you want to meet Mickey Mouse or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. be at this set location at this set time, and you will, but they're not just like roaming around like, hey, look at me, like, like, like three o'clock in the morning, you're at a bar and you're like, am I seeing that or what the hell's going on here? If, if I take drink too much, whatever. You don't see Mickey Mouse. That's the time I get drunk is on a Disney cruise off of Strawberry Daiquiris. Oh, yeah, yeah, hey, I'm with you, I'm with you. Listen, okay, so, I, we're past the time, but this got too good, this got too good, and I had too many follow-up questions, but I gotta get my Mary Goose off, we got a heart out here, I much appreciate you coming on the podcast, um, I have so many follow-up questions, it's ridiculous, I think I'm gonna get a lot of DMs from this, but thank you for coming on the podcast, thank you for the candor, um, I will see you when I see you. I can't necessarily say when the next time I'm going to see you is, but we're going to I'll see you soon. We'll put it that way. Um, and good luck with training. We're going to keep in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye. See ya. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow, sir. Let me just grab this. I'm safe. I'm safe. So, um, yeah, we got we, we got a heart out here. Got to talk to my man Gustav. But, uh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. What are your thoughts to close that out, bud? I'm speechless. Just like, <laughs> I'm safe. I got people. Like, yeah, if I go missing, talk? they know. Like, <laughs> She said, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, no got, I don't know what I you know mean. What, I don't know what we're talking about, man. I got... <laughs> Like, what is the level of these people? <laughs> I have so many Are they following you from the States? Are they, like, States in Um, <laughs> Hope you like the podcast. It, we covered it all. Uh, until next time, make sure you subscribe. Give us high ratings. Um, post this up in your Instagram stories. Be careful what you fucking say in those, apparently. And, um, yeah, be be careful. Um, be but, uh, yeah, be be your dip. Take your memes down. Um, and until next time, six pack lab at Catholic Fitness. Peace.